Welcome to Hubba a Muppet quiz show brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's America's new favorite game show where Muppet fans, Muppet professionals, and everyone in between competes for fabulous prizes and to see who's this week's toughest pig. I'm your host, Evan G of ToughPigs.com. Well, even though we've only just begun, we're coming to the end of another one. Today on Hubba we're wrapping up our first season with a contest of champions. Over the past few months, we've learned so much about The Muppet Show, The Muppet Movie, The Muppets Take Manhattan, Old School Sesame Street, the past 20 years of Tough Pigs, Hanukkah, Christmas, and Gonzo. And you know what? We've also learned so much about each other. And one thing I learned about my fellow Tough Pigs is that they know a lot about the Muppets. A lot. So here, for our season finale, I've got the longtime head honchos of Tough Pigs together again, and I'm going to be asking our guests some of the most bizarre questions I could think of. Is this episode going to be easy to play along with? Probably not. Is it going to be the ultimate test of Muppetational metal? Well, there's only one way to find out. As always, these questions were written by me with help from that amazing Muppet resource, Muppet Wiki. A lot of help from Muppet Wiki today, uh, if I could be honest. And speaking of, let's agree to be good sports today. Please don't look at Muppet Wiki or any other resource while playing. And please, I'm gonna need your fraggle promise that you'll obey this. So please, let's give a fraggle promise. Okay, you failed the first question. Oh, were we <laughs> supposed to were we supposed to do the fraggle oath? Yeah, you gotta do the fraggle promise. Right. Weeba weeba wappa wappa garpox scumbage whoopee. There you go. Oh, That's well a fraggle done. promise. <laughs> and you also have to turn around while you do Yeah, it. you you turn around or something. I don't remember the motion as well as the phrase. So I will always remember that before we even get started, I'm going on a tangent because uh, <laughs> like I said, I used to watch taped Muppet shows all the time. And the ones that my dad had taped were when the TNT network was picking up Fraggle Rock reruns. Mm. And like every commercial break, there was a commercial that went, TNT's got Fraggles and that's a Fraggle promise. And then they would cut to the scene of them saying, Weeba, Weeba, Wappa, Wappa, Garpox, Gumbage, Whoopie. And so that's like stuck in my head as like a thing that you say all the time, even though it's in like one episode, maybe yeah. two tops. It's funny how things like that stick with us because of commercials or clip compilations, like just these, those little tiny moments. I don't even remember the rest of the commercial. I just remember that because <laughs> there were more bit. It wasn't just, you know, that one scene. Right. But anyway, thank you for Fraggle promising that you'll play fair. And, you know, our guests today need no introduction to our listeners, but we're going to introduce them anyway in our first game, To Tell a Face. So, contestants, you're going to buzz in to answer three questions about yourself. Whoever buzzes in first will get introduced first. Ready? Go. All right, Ryan. So let's start with you. Ryan, what's your name? My name, I believe, is Ryan Rowe. 
All right, that is correct. I was mostly sure about that. Question two, and I know you've told us this on the show before, but what's your history with the Muppets? Um, I haven't. I would be curious to see if I say like the exact same thing that I said before, but um, I can't remember a time when I wasn't into the Muppets. I grew up watching Sesame Street like most people and my parents sort of always made sure that like if there was a Muppet thing on TV that I would be in front of the TV to watch it. They taped a lot of stuff. So I just grew up watching a lot of Muppet specials and things over and over and over again. And then uh, when the internet came, came along and I met people who liked the Muppets as much as I did, that uh, maybe even more of a Muppet nerd. All right. And our third question, special for this round, is what's the most obscure Muppet project that you wish more people had seen? Ooh, um... So the first thing that pops into my head is one that I wish more people had seen because I wish I had seen it, which is the um, the original Hey Cinderella pilot, which I don't think has been made publicly available. There might have been a screening or two at some point that I just wasn't present for. But yeah, that would be a good one to, to let people see. Do you mean the, uh, the Tales from Tinkerty pilot or? No, wasn't there like an earlier version of Hey Cinderella when they thought it might be a series. Oh, okay. Yes. I, yes, that makes sense. I, I've, I've seen a brief clip from it at the Museum of the Moving Image, but it was just like a very short clip of a musical number. Sounds good. All right. So that is 20 points right there, Ryan. All right. And Joe, uh, I'm going to ask you the same three questions. First of all, what is your name? Uh, I, I want to say Wink Martindale but I'm going to go with Joe Hennis. Oh, I'm glad you didn't go with your gut. I'm glad you rethought <laughs> that because Joe Hennis is the right answer. Now, we Joe- We can call you Wink Martindale though. I'll <laughs> Joe Hennis is so rarely the right answer. It's nice to hear that once in a while. Joe, I know I've asked you this on the show before, but what is your history with the Muppets? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much exactly the same as Ryan's. You know, I was a Muppet fan and then I- liked more Muppet things and it never really went away. And uh, then I met some other, uh, some other like equally nerdy Muppet fans. And uh, back in uh, 2006, 2007, Ryan and I took over Tough Pigs and Bob's your uncle. Here we are. What is that? 15 years later, 16 years later. We we just hit our 15 year anniversary of of Ryan and I running this website, A lot um, of which is insane. It's a yeah. lot of years. I haven't done anything for 15 years. There like, are people that's... who read the website now who were not even born yet. When oh, we yeah, started doing 100%. That. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. That, well, that makes, makes me feel super weird. And we don't, you, you don't have to like it, but it, that doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, what's the most obscure Muppet project that you wish more people had seen? Um. I mean, I can definitely think of obscure projects and I can definitely think of things I wish more people had seen. Uh, give me one of, you know, I, I'm, doesn't it? I'm, I'm going to give you one. It may not be the most obscure thing ever, but I, I adore it. And every time I show it to people, um, they're shocked that it exists and shocked they hadn't seen it before. It's Julie on Sesame Street, which was Julie Andrews' uh, hour-long special where they recreated the Sesame Street set in London. Um because for some reason she thought it would be easier to recreate the whole set and fly all the puppets and puppeteers to, to London rather than just have her one person 
go to New York for, for that shoot. Um, but it's just like super bizarre and really fun. And it's like definitely Jim Henson trying out what might be the Muppet show later on. Um, Cause it's just a variety show. There's nothing educational about it. And it's just like musical numbers and like celebrities and goofy jokes. Uh, and it's great. It's just the best. It is so good, and uh, I know you can find that on uh, some kind of tube. Um, Ooh, I, you I'm can not, find it on a tube. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go too specific here, but um, if you look around, try to look at all the tubes you can. One of them might have Julie on Sesame Street in it. Terrific. That's a good answer. Anyway, uh, yeah, you've got twenty points there as well. Now that we finished the hard questions. Let's move on to the really hard questions. <laughs> God. Wait, can I just say, can I just say before we go, we move mm-hmm. on, I'm terrified uh, so about this, this show. I, I have no idea how this is going to go. Like, <laughs> usually I try to have a sense and sometimes I'm surprised. Of course, yeah. But one of the reasons why I'm terrified, aside from the obvious, this is just going to be difficult, is um, yes, as some of our New York-based uh, Muppet fans who may be listening know, um, Ryan and I have competed against each other uh, in trivia events at the Museum of the Moving Image, uh, events run by Craig Shemin before. And uh, in each of them, um, Ryan has come on ahead, which is appropriate because ryan is very very knowledgeable about muppets but uh but really it's like i I think people assume that we know and remember everything because we run a muppet fan site but you know we know definitely more than the average muppet fan but uh there's definitely fans who do know everything and we are not oh there are absolutely fans who know who just can retain all like everything every everything what I what I think is going to happen is you're going to ask us some kind of crazy question like you know who played uh you know Dr. Teeth's right hand in this one song and we're going to be like I don't know man and there's someone at home going like it was Richard Hunt you idiot and then we're going to look like idiots <laughs> that's always the thing like I always thought that I was very knowledgeable and again like you know that's part of why I put this show together the the one and I I've shouted him out a few times the one who always blows my mind is Shane uh, yeah. Shane, yeah. Shane has such like every small detail memorized. It's you why... can name a sketch or a musical number from Sesame Street and Shane can tell you the first episode number that it appeared in. Yeah. Incredible. You should have so... Shane on this episode. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe I should have, you know, is it, is it too late to next season? At next season. season, too late. We, season already, we already got our 20 points. We're, That's we're fair. I can't it. change it now. All right. Well, here we go. You've braced yourself. It's time for the really tricky stuff. I'm calling this next round the legend of the doozer who didn't. You know, over the past 70 years or so, the Muppets have done a lot of things. But there's also a lot of things they didn't do. I am going to name a Muppet project that does not exist. Your job is to tell me if it was ever planned at one point in time. Mm. So in other words, half of these projects are things that I made up, and half of these projects are things that either the Henson Company or Disney or Sesame, something that was planned at one point 
but never, never came to fruition. So for instance, if I said the cheapest Muppet movie ever made, you would tell me that that was planned. If I said Super Muppet Smash Brothers, you would tell <laughs> me that that was not ever planned. Oh, now I'm so disappointed that was not planned. If there I was want, a I game, if there was a game called Super Muppet Smash Brothers, who would you play as? Is of course the the key question. Ooh. Um probably Piggy, right? Mm, good call, yeah. I was thinking Gonzo cuz he could probably like use like a cannon or an anvil or or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hammer that he could yell art. Uh Fozzie Bear. <laughs> And then, like, just knowing that this is the worst character to play as, but I've chosen him, and therefore I'm going to play as him for the rest of my life. Yep, that's how it goes. Probably be some yep. kind of rubber chicken attack. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's how the game works. So each of these questions is worth one point. Please wait for me to finish reading the title before you buzz in, so our friends at home can at least uh, try to play along. So are you, is this just going to be titles or are yes. you going to? Okay. I'm just going to give you the title. Some of them are a little more like summaries instead of titles because a title was never created. It never even got that far in development. All right. Project number one, 12 Angry Muppets. Joe. That was never planned. That was never planned. It's a good idea, though. Question two. A movie where Miss Piggy gets pregnant. Ryan. That was proposed, and I think it was Jim Henson who said it sounded a little too specific. I don't know the specifics. I, I would I believe that. <laughs> But it definitely was proposed. Wow, I didn't know that. I have no idea who the father was going to be. Uh, because it was <laughs> not listed on Muppet Wiki as a movie where Kermit and Piggy, like, have a baby. It just said Piggy gets pregnant. Wow. There's also the fantasy sequence in the draft of Muppets Take Manhattan, which includes seeing Piggy pregnant and then in the hospital giving birth. Yes, this is distinct from that, though. This was its right? own project. Do you think it would have been a movie about Miss Piggy being immaculately con conceived? <laughs> you, you know, I, that was a poorly worded sentence, but like. Or it, <laughs> yeah. it, it could be like Mamma Mia and we have to figure out who. Mm. <clears throat> God, I'd watch any of these movies. These all sound terrible. <laughs> no, they have. <laughs> Question three. The Muppets leave Hollywood. Joe. Uh, I'm going to say that was never planned. All right. Incorrect. That <gasps> was planned. Whoa. We don't know any details about it, but that was planned. Wow. Question four. A movie where the Muppets are in the mafia. Ryan. I'm going to say that was never planned. Correct. That was never planned. Question five. The Twelve Tales of Edgar O'Greeley. Ryan? I have never heard of it, so I'll say that was never planned. That was never planned. Okay. It was very specific. <laughs> Question six. 
An ecological education show starring Robin the Frog. Joe? Ooh, it sounds like something that would exist, but your edition of Robin the Frog makes me think it did not exist. It was something else. It did not exist. Astrognutes. Ryan? That was planned. That absolutely was planned. <laughs> did that sort of morph into Brats of the Lost Nebula, maybe? I have later? no idea. Astrognutes was a proposed concept for a 30-minute TV special that could air as the second half of an episode of the Jim Henson Hour. This special would have blended puppets with animation, computer graphics, and video effects. So in other mm. words, it would have been a Jim Henson Hour thing. Yeah, um, man, I want to see that. But uh, And that was all according to Muppet Wiki, obviously. Um, but uh, we don't know anything else about Astro Gnutes. And uh, Muppets, uh, I mean, the Jim Henson Hour lasted, what, eight episodes? So. Like 13 or 14. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, but not all of them even aired on. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting, GNUTS is a acronym. G-N-E-W-T-S. Not listed what it stands for. I think that's why I thought it was somehow related to Brats of the Lost Nebula, because I think that title is like, B.R.A.T. Like that's it's as if it's likely. an acronym for something. Yeah. Anyway, project number eight Great Monsters in History. Joe. Uh, I'm going to guess that was not a thing. That was not a thing. Correct. I'm just guessing at some of these. Jeez. <laughs> project number nine. Noah's Ark, the musical. Ryan? That was not planned? Incorrect. That Ooh. was a planned project. Wow, when is that from? Uh, let's check Muppet Wiki. Um, Noah's Ark musical. Following the London musical Dr. Doolittle, the Creature Shop was approached by the creator uh -huh. of Doolittle on a musical based on the story of Noah's Ark. Preliminary work on the creatures was started, but the show was never produced. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Yeah. Well, you need two of every puppet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, think of how expensive the original Noah's Ark was. That's fair. <laughs> Question 10. An episode of Monk featuring Miss Piggy that was tentatively titled Mr. Monk and the Spotlight Hog. Joe? So I chimed in a little early there. Uh, I, I, I love that idea so much. I want it to be real. So I'm going to say it's real. Unfortunately, it is not. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I'll sacrifice the point for that. My, my partner and I have been watching a lot of Monk uh, lately. So um, that was their suggestion. It would have been good, but uh, no. Yeah. Uh, question 11. The varied adventures of mischievous Miles. Ryan. That was real? That was a real pitch? That was absolutely a real pitch. Um, and it sounds like a terrible pitch. <laughs> Question 12. Sneeple and Smoopo. <laughs> Joe? 
Can you say it again, please? Uh, the show is called Sneeple and Smoopo. Uh, I'm going to say it was not real. That one is not real. Just because it's hard to say. <laughs> Smoop, Smoopo? Smoopo is what I wrote down on my, on my notes. <laughs> wow. Question 13. Jim Henson presents The Tower of Babel, and that's spelled B-A-B-B-L-E. Ryan. I don't think that's real. Correct. That one is not real. Well and done with the with the spelling of Babel. I tried to I tried to make it feel <laughs> like maybe it could have been like an educational thing about language, mm. you know, like a like a between the lions or an electric company. Yeah. Uh, and our final question in this round, question 14. The Adventures of the Snurf Poof from Planet Snee. Ryan. I am almost certain that this was real. This is 100% real. <laughs> okay. And this is why I wrote a show called Sneeple and Smoopo. Yeah. And why when you said Sneeple and Smoopo was too hard to pronounce, I was thinking to myself, in three questions, I'm going to have to read The Adventures of the Snurf Poof from Planet Snee. And that well, one just, is real. Let's just let the audience know that you got it right on the first try. You did not have to retake that. It's true. Um, just checking here, uh, if you're curious, it was a proposal for a surrealistic Muppet project made by Jim Henson in the late 1960s. So this would have predated The Muppet Show and possibly predated Sesame Street, depending, depending on how late in the 60s we're talking about. But there would have been lots of snurfs. Probably. Oh, that's true. They just love the word snurf, huh? Yeah. It's a good did, word. Did this come before or after snurf, though? The snurf, the... Well, weren't snurfs, like on some of the variety show sketches yeah that's what i mean one. but like yeah yeah like where in the 60s did this thing oh happen? yeah i don't know that's a whole decade 1966 was the first debut of the snurfs there you okay. go all right well moving on to our next round and speaking of things that didn't happen our next round is called why don't we always come here while we usually think that every episode of The Muppet Show featured all of the characters and had certain key moments, plenty of episodes lacked our friends and our comfortable format. In this round, I'll be asking questions inspired by this phenomenon. Each correct answer is worth one point. Some questions have more than one answer. In those I can't get this right. I can say snurf poof from Planet <laughs> Snee. That's always how it goes. Some questions have more than one answer. In those cases, if you can't get all of the answers, we'll pass to your opponent to clean up. And of course, wait until I finish my question before answering so our friends at home can participate. You ready? Yes. All right. Question one. Other than Kermit, who is the only Muppet to appear in 100% of episodes of The Muppet Show. Ryan. Statler. Joe, can you steal? 
I can. It's Waldorf. It oh, that's is what I Waldorf. It ah. is Waldorf. Statler, 99% yes. of them, only missing in one episode. Uh, worth noting for those of you listening at home and possibly Joe and Ryan, there's a great list on Muppet Wiki that has each Muppet broken down by percentage of episodes they appeared in. Uh, so I was enjoying reading that because that's the kind of thing that I enjoy reading. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad something that specific has an audience. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I think it's all of us. Question two. Which main Muppet Show character does not appear in the Marty Feldman episode of The Muppet Show? Ryan. Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy, correct. Question three. Who was the guest star in the only season one episode of The Muppet Show that did not feature Fozzie Bear? Excluding the theme song. There's one season one guest star. Joe? I'm going to take a, a crazy guess uh, because I have no clue. I'm going to say Valerie Harper. Incorrect. Ryan, do you have a theory? Uh, my theory is Ben Vereen. It's not Ben Vereen either. It is Kay Ballard. Oh. The only oh, episode. Oh, I should have known. I never would have guessed The only that. episode of season one that does <laughs> not feature Fozzie Bear. I mean, it's hard to narrow down like because if he's not in a backstage plot, then he's probably performing on stage so yeah well he's in so i mean obviously he's in a majority of the episodes period but especially right. season one they didn't really even have other characters <laughs> like, right yeah um question four who were the only three muppets to appear in new material in every episode of muppets tonight joe uh, you said new Muppets. In... No, not new Muppets. Uh, sorry. Let me uh, rephrase. Sorry. Uh, new material. Yeah, because Muppets uh, Tonight would occasionally reuse things, um, reuse elements, which the Muppet Show never did. So I'm talking about new original material in every episode of Muppets Tonight. There are three Muppets who appear in new material in every episode. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Gonzo... Clifford and Rizzo. Okay, you got one of those correct, Joe, so you yeah. earn one point. All the right. only one of those that is correct is Rizzo. Ryan, can you name the other two Muppets? Is it uh, Kermit and Bobo? It is neither Kermit nor Bobo. Oh. Wow. The only Muppets to appear in 100% of the episodes of Muppets Tonight in new material are Rizzo, Statler, and Waldorf. Oh. So that, like, oh, so every episode in the first season has them watching the show on TV? Mm hmm. Hmm. And they never recycle any of those bits either. You would right, think right. that those would be easy to recycle. They never do. Wow. The reason it's not Clifford is you might remember. There is a clip show episode hosted by Gonzo and Rizzo uh, where Clifford only appears in clips. Right. Yeah, I assumed Clifford would have been one of them. But for that reason, I would have assumed that Gonzo yeah. was one of them. Yeah. But Gonzo is apparently not in some of the other episodes, which uh, I can't think of which ones off the top of my head, but 
That's Apparently, okay. People people can look it up on that crazy. Muppet I was about to say they have a matching percentage. list. They have a matching list for Muppets tonight. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this a couple times throughout the show because uh, this is something you could learn on Muppet Wiki. Um, you know, Mr. Poodle Pants appears in 32% of all Muppets Tonight <laughs> episodes. What a good thing to know. Well, now you know it. All right. And our last question in this round also has the most correct answers, right? There are 10 correct answers to this question. There are 10 episodes of The Muppet Show where the special guest star never sings a song. Buzz in to name at least one of those guests. Ryan. At least one, or should I name as many as Na I can? Name like, as many as you can. Okay. Um, Mum and Shantz. All right. Mum and Shantz is one. That's one point, And the easiest one, because they also <laughs> never say a word. So I can keep going? Uh, if you got another. Okay, Shields and Yarnell. Incorrect. Really? Joe, uh, let's wow. bounce to you. Can you name We're going to bounce back and forth? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll, at this point, we'll do it like a beat the time. Uh, uh, does Jean-Pierre Rampal sing? Jean-Pierre Rampal never sings. Correct. Okay. Do you have another right. one? Good luck, Ryan. Oh, am I, I get to do more than one. Yeah, let's go again. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, let's try... Um, Boy, oh boy. Uh, I, I'm going to have to, I need time to think. I'm going to pass to Ryan. All right, Ryan, you got anything? Um, uh, oh, uh, Juliet Prowse. Juliet Prowse does not sing, correct. Can you name another one? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go for this guess. Rich Little? Rich Little does sing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he has a whole medley. It's oh, hilarious. Right. He sings as different people. That's amazing. How does he do that? <laughs> He's so good at it. <laughs> um, oh, man, this is really hard. I wanted there to be question. really hard questions. <laughs> yeah. There's people right now who are listening to this and they are screaming at their, okay. their Spotify's or Google Podcasts or wherever. There are seven to. remaining of these at least one is an episode I would call like an all-time classic. Oh, I got it. Like that I think everyone yeah. would agree is an all-time classic. I, I know what it I know I think I know which one you're thinking of. Is it John, John Cleese? It is John Cleese, correct. Uh, Famously does not sing. He will not sing. They try to get him to sing, but uh he won't. That was the one I was thinking of that like is undead. There's others that like I think of as being classic episodes, but that's the one that I feel like no one would disagree with me. Either of you got anything else? Uh, sorry, oh. are we are we talking about episodes where none? Well, sorry, Ryan, you were going to say something. Only I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on mine. Okay, well, so tell me if this counts. C three PO. Good. You know what? You know that's what, what I was thinking, <laughs> Ryan. That is not on my list. Right, that is not on my list because that is not listed on Muppet Wiki in their list of episodes where a guest star doesn't sing a song. But I suppose you're right. C-3PO <laughs> only dances on that episode. I will give you a point. 
Okay. And Mark it, Hamill it's, sings. It's probably not worth a point then just to also mention that Chewbacca and R2-D2 do not sing. Well, let's assume that when Chewbacca and uh, R2 are talking, they're kind of singing. because That's true. We don't know. It's they kind of melodic. <laughs> yeah. Are we counting Angus McGonagall as a, as a guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> that one? Does he even sing? I don't remember. No, he only gargles Gershwin. Um, is, oh, it's still my turn? Uh, yeah, I guess you got okay. one. I think at this point yeah, we're kind of so... just yelling if we know it. <laughs> I think Marty Feldman. Uh, Marty Feldman does sing The Jolly Mr. Policeman. Oh, that's right. Wow. <laughs> I keep like coming up at like thinking, oh yeah, it's that one. And then no, yeah. wait, no they do sing. Hmm. I mean, eventually does I'm going to does. Does Wally Bogue sing? Wally Bogue does sing. Okay. I can't remember. We're just gonna what name. We're gonna keep going until. We I mean, I, I'm gonna have to call. Cut us off at some point. Uh, Hal Linden. Yeah, Hal Linden sings. does sing. He does. Yeah, he sings a, like a patriotic song while Gonzo uh, singing Christmas songs. All right. Didn't say it has to be sung well. Yeah. Right. Right. Of course. Which is again why Marty Feldman squeaks in. <laughs> sure. All right. If you can't think of one in the next like twenty seconds, I'm gonna call it. Wow, it's really like even the guest stars who are not singers, most of them sing on the show. So again, there's only this... ten. Eleven if we're counting C3PO, Chewbacca, and R2D2, <laughs> yeah. which I wasn't because Mark Hamill. This is sings. a really, uh, a really tricky question. Ooh, I can think of another technically correct one, but that's not on this list. Oh, is it Ernie? It is Ernie. That was the other technically correct one I could think of. But the actually correct ones are yeah. Harvey Corman, mm. Peter Ustinov, Phyllis Diller, okay. Don Knotts, Jonathan Winters and Doug Henning. Oh, I should have gotten wow. Doug Henning. Some of those are so hard because, like, I picture things like I, I remember Phil Stiller, you know, playing um, the one note samba or whatever that song was. Well, she, remember. She, she's, she's in a sing- musical number, but she's playing right, the she, saxophone. Like, she sits at the piano with Rolf, but like, they're right. just telling jokes, they're not singing. Like, I remember. Like there, there's musical stuff around them, but and Harvey Corman right. too, right? It's Harvey Corman is the one who, or is it Don Knotts? Lullaby Don Knotts is, is in a musical number playing an instrument. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Don Knotts. That's right. I don't know why I said Harvey Corman. Um, Harvey Corman tries to make Thog dance, uh, in, right? In his, but there is music in that sketch. Yeah, it's singing huh. was the question. So you know, wow. hey, uh, Ernie was not on this list, but again, technically correct. Ernie is referred to as a guest star in that episode, um, the Connie Stevens episode. And Bert does sing. Bert so does. It's, a, it's sing. An, an important distinction. But uh, Ernie, now, do, do you remove the point because Ernie sings in the Marty Feldman episode? Mm, that's true. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> We are and, splitting all the hairs here. And Roosevelt Franklin's mother. Um, <laughs> weird, weird group of Muppets that come out in that, that last scene. They also do not sing in the Disney Plus version. Anyway, um, let's move on to the next round. Similarly named to the last round, it's now time for The People You Don't Meet Each Day. 
Now, on Habawa, when I ask questions about Sesame Street, I usually ask questions about old school Sesame Street, because that's something that I think all people have been exposed to and know pretty well. But this episode is about challenges, and also I'm in charge here. So I'm going to ask you about some Sesame Street characters from my childhood, aka the often maligned around the corner era. Mm. I'm pretty young <laughs> compared to you guys. We're talking the early 90s here. So we're going to play this round kind of by the random Muppet challenge rules. I'm going to name a Muppet from the around the corner years of Sesame Street. You're going to buzz in if you know them. You will earn one point to describe who that Muppet is. Give me a brief description, either of what they look like or what they do or anything like that. And you'll also earn one point if you can name who performed that character. Some of these, there are going to be bonus questions as well. So we're talking about Sesame Street Muppets from the early 90s. Of course, wait until I'm done naming the Muppet to buzz in. I don't really know how you could buzz in before I name a character, uh, but maybe you could. <laughs> and here we go. The people you don't meet each day. Question one, and I promised you two this was coming. Question one, Wanda Cousteau. Ryan. <laughs> Wanda Cousteau is a fish uh, who is uh, exploring dry land, essentially. She wears a helmet with water in it, and she was performed by Fran Brill. All right, that is two points. Underrated character. Underwater character. Oh, under underrated underwater. Yeah. Uh, here's a bonus question. In season 40, Wanda Cousteau appears in one episode. Who performs Wanda Cousteau in season 40 of Sesame Street? Either of you can buzz in. Ryan. I, I'm going to guess Jennifer Barnhart. Incorrect. Joe, do you want to try to steal? Um, I would love it if the answer was Fran Brill, um, but I'll say Stephanie DeBruzzo. It is not either of them, although good guess, because it's almost always Stephanie DeBruzzo when it's a Fran Brill character. It seemed too obvious. It's Joey Mazzarino. Oh. In this episode, Elmo and Abby try to find amphibians on Sesame Street <laughs> and mistakenly identify Wanda Cousteau as an amphibian. Do they address her as Wanda? I don't believe so. But it's oh, the okay. same puppet. It's got yeah, that, right. the diving helmet on. Right, right. It's it's hmm. it's listed on Muppet Wiki as an additional appearance of Wanda Cousteau. Sure. But I don't remember this episode of season forty of Sesame Street. Um, Shane, uh, if you want to, if you want to help us out, uh, you can. <laughs> uh, question two: Sherry Netherland. Joe. Uh, so she was a monster who owned the hotel. Okay. Um, um, quick pause here. That, Do either, yeah. you're right on that. Um, but if either of you want to buzz in, what was the name of the hotel around the corner? Ryan. The Furry Arms. Correct. The Furry Arms. 
Joe, I will let you finish, though, because you do still have to name the performer of Sherry Netherland. Uh, yeah, I don't exactly remember. So I'm going to guess uh, Camille Benora. Incorrect. Ryan. Was it Alice Deneen? Correct. Alice Deneen was the second performer of Sherry Netherland, though. She did not originate the character. Either of you can buzz in. Here's your second chance, both of you. Who originated the role of Sherry Netherland? Joe? I'm I'm just going to keep guessing. Is it Fran Brill? It is not Fran Fran Brill. Good guess. It could have (laughs) been. Ryan, any idea? No, I'm drawing a blank on this. Weirdly enough, it is Julianne Buescher. Ah. In a a rare Sesame Street appearance. Right, yeah. How long, you said for one season she was? No, um, Alice Dinian was only her for one season. Let me actually get the exact breakdown. Um, I mean, it's not that important, but I'm sure the listeners want to know. Listen, I, I got Muppet Wiki here. Oh, no. So Julianne Buescher played her for two years. And Alice Dinian played her for three years. Okay. And then uh, she hasn't really appeared since then. She was never seen again. All right. Question three. Chicago. Ryan. Chicago was a lion who was performed by David Redman. Both of those are correct. What made Chicago different from most lions? Either of you can buzz in. Ryan. If I remember right, he loved vegetables. He did. He loved (laughs) to eat vegetables. That was his gimmick. Yeah, I feel like they tried that a few times. I mean, I guess like Wolfgang, I I hope this doesn't. Spoiler. No, Wolfgang but... is not in here. Okay. Wolfgang the fish loved fish. I mean, Wolfgang the seal loved yeah. fish. They're like, they, they tried to recreate the cookie monster being crazy about cookies thing a couple of times, I think. The Chicago loved vegetables. Wolfgang absolutely worked better than Chicago and stuck around longer than Chicago. Yes. He both came earlier and stuck right. around longer. Right. Uh, Chicago, not so much. Uh, oh, well. Question four Merry Monster. Ryan. Mary Monster was a yellow, youthful monster. Correct. I can't tell you anything about her personality, but she was performed by Joey Mazzarino. Both of those are correct. And I will give you a point for each of those. There isn't really much else to say about her personality. (laughs) The thing that was uh, significant about her is she was loud. Ah. She was enthusiastic and loud. And that might have something to do with why she wasn't around longer. Uh, only real merry thing that I feel like is readily accessible is the rap she does with Queen Latifah and Prairie Dawn. Right. About the letter O. You can find that on YouTube. And I will say YouTube that time because I believe the official Sesame account has <laughs> uploaded it. And the last character in this round, although we've got a couple of que- we got a couple of questions about this one. <laughs> Ingrid Monster. Joe. Uh, Okay, so I know that Ingrid is a blue monster who uh, was uh, married to Humphrey and the mother of Natasha. Okay, that's one point. I don't know 
if there's anything else we need to say about her. No. Um, was she um, performed by Camille Bonora? Incorrect. Yeah, man. Ryan, can you steal? Who performed Ingrid Monster? She was also Joey Mazzarino. She was also Joey Mazzarino. Wow. Guy gets around. I, I should just I should have just been guessing Joey Mazzarino for everybody. I mean, to be fair, from 1990 through 2008 on Sesame Street, it's usually a fair guess. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's ask some more questions, though, about Ingrid. That puppet in the 80s was used a couple of times. What character's sister was the Ingrid puppet used as? Ryan. Telly. Correct. What was the name of Telly's sister? Ryan. Mona. Correct. Who performed Mona Monster? Joe, do you have a guess? Is it Fran Brell? <laughs> I was gonna guess Joey Mazzarino. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, this was too early for Joey. It's not coming to me. It is the performer Cheryl Blaylock. Ah, Eureka. That's true, Eureka herself. Yes. I thought you were just excited. I mean, <laughs> He could also be excited, but no, she played Eureka on Eureka's castle. Right. Okay, so here we go. This now is our final regular round. This one's shorter, but it's critically important. It's time for a round of questions that was a long time coming. We're calling this round, Habawa says Habawa. <laughs> Habawa is of course one of the best recurring catchphrases in the Muppet oeuvre. It's funny every time a Muppet says it. And Muppet Wiki does have a lengthy page chronicling its uses over the years. So here are five questions about Muppets who say, Hoboa. <laughs> As always, each right answer is worth one point. Please wait until I finish asking the question to answer so that everyone has a chance to hobble Question one. Most people associate the phrase hobble with the infamous blooper reel from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Frank Oz, performing Alice Otter, utters it in response to a drum rolling out of the music shop. In another take, how much money does Alice Otter claim the drum is worth? Joe? Uh, $50. Incorrect. Ryan, can you How steal? How could that have been? I could have said any number. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> 25 cents. Incorrect. About, <laughs> the answer is about 10 bucks. Uh. <laughs> Between the two of us, we, we got, we got you know, on either side of that. We I will say it. about 10 bucks is much funnier than $50 or 25 cents. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Frank Oz, and no disrespect to you two, but the thing about Frank Oz is he's very funny. Yes, heard that. No, that, yeah. no disrespect. <laughs> to, to say that Frank Oz is funnier than me, I will never take as an insult. He's 
You know, have you seen Grover? Because uh, that guy's yeah, pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> Question two. According to Muppet Wiki, the first recorded instance of a Frank Oz character saying Hobo was in 1976. For two points, so there's two questions here, what character said it and on what talk show appearance from 1976? Joe. Uh, was it Fozzie Bear on The Tonight Show? Um, you guys are going to have to help me out. Johnny Carson was hosting The Tonight Show at the time, right? Yes. 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 Then yes. It is Fozzie Bear on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Was this the bit where where Fozzie is is like showing off like like the double take the his comedy take, the, double takes yeah. yeah his comedy shtick he yes. says shtick yeah question and, and Johnny Carson is so amused by it even though nobody has seen the Muppet Show yet nobody knows who Fozzie <laughs> is he's just cracking up question three wow I can't get this right either question three while the phrase hubba is usually associated with Frank Oz. Kermit is actually the first Muppet to say it on The Muppet Show. Which of Gonzo's season one acts was he responding to when he said it? Ryan. Was it uh, hitting the rock with the hammer and saying art? Uh, incorrect. Yeah. Um, Joe, do you have a guess? Uh, I guess I'll I'll guess one. Um, uh, season one. Uh, let's say was it Gonzo eating the tire to the flight of the bumblebee? Incorrect. I'm gonna give you both a clue though, Ryan. Oddly enough, you have the correct episode of the Muppet Show. Hmm. Was it? Uh, oh, can I can yeah, chime in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, was it uh, Gonzo doing a drag act? It is Gonzo doing a drag mm. act. Oh. Correct. Okay. Which is all from the same episode where Scooter becomes Gonzo's manager. Question four. In the intro to the recurring Super Grover 2.0 segment, Grover says, Habawa, while demonstrating which of his 2.0 superpowers. This is a post-Frank Oz Grover. Yeah. Ryan? Uh, is it something like super question asking? You're close, but yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm trying to think of like, was it super, it wasn't like super theorizing or super wondering. It's something like that, but I'm not getting the right word. I, I'm just guessing it at uh, adjectives or verbs. Those are verbs. The super Grover 2.0 power <laughs> is observing it's after the announcer says he observes and then grover sees a spider uh, and says Habawa? okay oh does he does he say it with the same cool echo effect uh, effect as no you? no see this is the other thing <laughs> that i'm glad you you brought up and by now everyone will have heard it but i'm gonna have to put an echo on every time i say this uh so oh. um wait every time you say what uh, every time I say Hubba Hey, can I can I try it? Sure. Hubba Ooh. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. Pretty good. And the last question in this round, and one that you might have to guess about. Many characters on 
Muppet Babies 2018 say hubba wah in response to various things. But which character on Muppet Babies 2018 has said it the most often? Joe. Is it Baby Piggy? Incorrect. Ryan, a guess? Ozzy. Incorrect. It is uh, Rizzo. Really? Yes. <laughs> I didn't expect you to know that guesses. one. How many times wow. has Baby Rizzo said uh, Only lot? twice. Okay. But you know, <laughs> listen, if I had a nickel huh. for every time Baby Rizzo said Hubba I'd have two nickels, but it's still weird that it happened twice. Yeah. You know, I didn't get a chance to ask, but one thing that I've noticed is Ryan Dylan Elmo seems like he says Hubba all the time. I was rewatching Wish Pickle the other day, like you do. Yeah. And Elmo does like say do. Hubba in that special. Good to hear him say that. But uh, that's all the questions that I have in that round. So we're going to move into our first bonus round. As you know, in this round, the points are even bigger. This is the anything in the world prize game because you two are now able to ask me about anything in the world or at least anything in the world of Muppets. Each of you will get to ask me a champion level question about a Henson or Muppet thing of your choice. If you stump me, you'll earn 10 points. All right. Joe, we'll start with you. Do you have a question for me? I do. I'm ready. Um, after hearing all of your how hard your questions were, I'm, I hope this one is appropriately difficult. This was so um, hard to come up with a question. It really was. By the way. Yeah, with no prompts. It could just yeah, because it was. I just left it. Believe me, it was also hard to write this one. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Here's my question for you. In the 1990 special, The Muppets Celebrate Jim Henson, Rizzo the Rat mistakenly thinks that Jim Henson was an accountant since he was the one who signed all their checks. So Rizzo brought in an act with a ridiculously long name in tribute to the late CPA, Jim Henson. What was the name of this act? So here's a funny thing. That is one of the specials I have not seen. Weirdly, oh. there are several crucial gaps in my, my Muppet seeing. Um, they are mostly, well, they are entirely TV specials, but not the ones you'd think. It's go to the movies, go Hollywood, and celebrate mm. Jim Henson are probably the only three things I have not seen. So, and I've seen every episode of the Jim Henson Hour. Um, I have not seen those that, that special. So... I don't know. Rizzo's Pizza Rizzo. It's rat pizza. <laughs> uh, boy, is that close. Uh, no, Ryan's shaking his head. Ryan, I'm curious if you know. Yeah, Ryan, do you know? I, I think I know. Let me see if I can get the whole yeah, thing. I bet right. you can is, get really close. Joe gets the points either the, way. Is it the Hunga Dunga, Hunga Dunga, Hunga Dunga, Hunga Dunga and McCormick Merry Marching Society? It is not. And the funny thing is I asked Anthony this question, or yeah. Anthony Strand, this question as well. He also did the multiple hunga-dungas because it is a reference to the Marx Brothers bit where they... Yes, they it's from the movie Animal Crackers. Crackers. Correct. Uh, but no, the correct answer is the Merrill Lunch Hunga-Dunga McCormick All Accountant oh. Marching Society. Okay. There's only one hunga-dunga, really? There's only one hunga-dunga. Yeah, all right. 
less of a reference, yeah, but still, yeah. It's definitely still it's, a reference, though. Yes, the yes. special was only 40 minutes long. They had to trim it. Right, they minutes. couldn't put in all the hungadungas. It was the Muppets Celebrate Jim Henson, not the Muppets <laughs> the Celebrate, Muppet celebrate the Marx Brothers. <laughs> now that would be a special. I would love yeah, that. Should have put that in my list of unfinished projects. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and Ryan, you must have a question for me. Yes. Okay. And again, I'm worried if this is difficult enough, but uh, in the Land of Gorch sketches on Saturday Night Live, there were six Muppets that regularly appeared in those sketches. Can you name all six characters and their performers? No. Um, (laughs) I'm going to name as many as I can. King Plubus. Yes. uh, Scred. Yes. Um, the mighty Fazoop. No, the Not, mighty Fazog. Uh, closer, but no. Wow, I can't. Um, there was a queen um, who I can picture in my mind, um, but I don't know. And then the last two were uh, Chef Gonger <laughs> and. Um, Weirdly enough, Joey Mazzarino, um, wow, the 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 human, and at the time in the seventies, Joey was what like eight. He was very young. Yeah, uh, it's weird that they let him on because those was, sketches. They, he those, stayed up past his bedtime, and those sketches were dirty. Um, <laughs> so no, I cannot. Um, I will say that Plubus was Jim Henson. Uh, yes. Right. Because Jim Henson could never pass up the chance to play a fat king. Um, yeah. Um, and um, funny. Scred was Jerry Nelson. Right. And the one that I'm calling the mighty Fazog or the mighty Fezgog, um, the mighty Fazolis, um, <laughs> the, the restaurant. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess that was Frank, but I actually can't say for certain. No, that that's part is correct. Yes. Okay, so okay, so I can I can do three of the characters even if my Not name bad. of of one of them is wrong. Um, can I, I can I steal? Yeah, Joe, I please mean, steal. And Ryan, but... I'm going to give you the points because I did not answer it as as you asked, and I don't think that question was unfair. I could have named the six, you know. Well, Six I mean, anything it... else is <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's not an unfair question, Joe. Can you steal? Well, so first of all, it's Favog. With Favog. Favog, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we have Wiss, which is spelled with three S's, I believe. Uh, um, three S's, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was Richard Hunt. Right. Uh, we have Vaj, um, which was Fran Brill. Yep. And the queen was Queen Puta. Yep. Uh, I knew it was who, a P. I, I knew know, it was a P. I don't know who performed Puta, though. So this is where uh, I was like, okay, no matter what, this yeah. has to be a stumper. Puta yeah. was performed by Alice Tweedy. Wow. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. I didn't Alice click to, Yeah, I didn't look any further on Muppet Wiki to see what else she might have done with them. I don't think she's always... people like I've seen her name on the wiki or in credits before, but like I've never really put together who yeah. she is. The other sort of like asterisk or or footnote to to all of this is that in the first in, in the first Gorch sketch. Vaj was performed not by Fran Brill, but by a comedian 
who had never puppeteered before and her name is Rhonda Handsome. And they used her the one time and then they recast the character with Fran Brill and I don't know what ever became of Rhonda Handsome. That's so weird that they didn't start with Fran Brill because she was A, in New York and B, yeah. was working with them. Like by, by, right. you know, by the time SNL premiered, like Fran Brill was doing Prairie Dawn on the show. The 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 Prairie Dawn pageants were a thing. Like yeah, <laughs> and they were filming it pretty close to, yeah, to unless she just wasn't available that week. And uh, yeah, I don't um, know. Yeah, maybe so she just, got sick or something. It's live TV, yeah. man. It's true. For those of you listening at home, though, uh, it's Queen Puta, right? And um, interesting facts about Alice Tweedy, according to Muppet Wiki, it does not seem she ever did anything else with Henson at okay. all. Um, but she was a uh, puppeteer, actress, and singer on uh, Captain Kangaroo for oh. three years. And she also uh, did a voice in the Rankin Bass Wind in the Willows and occasionally puppeteered with Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Hmm. And in Perry Como's Christmas in New York and on Whizzle Falls, which was a Johnny Carson show that I have oh, never heard of. Oh, that's what I know of. her from. I know her from Whizzle Falls. Whizzle Falls? Yeah. I've so never heard of that. The other interesting things about her, and again, why I kind of feel bad for her, her name was never displayed on screen during Saturday Night Live. Um, but uh, Don Pardo did say it, so she at least got to hear, you know, Alice Tweedy. I can't do a good Don Pardo. <laughs> did they? Um, did the good. other puppeteers have their names in the credits? I, I don't know. I, I feel I've like it was just like the opening credits. Jim Henson's Muppets in the opening credits. The opening credits only said Jim Henson's Muppets, but it's possible that that uh, in the I, I'm, I'm making this up. I really don't know for sure, but it's possible that Don Pardo would say it during the closing credits. Right, right. Like Jim Henson's yeah. Muppets are played by... Well, if he uh, said yeah. if he said her name at the end, we have to assume he also said Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Like, no offense yes. to Alice Tweedy. But here's what really gets me. In the art of the Muppets uh, and other sources, her name is often spelled wrong. Uh, no. It's spelled T-W-E-E-D-Y in the book, but in real life, it's T-W-E-E-D-I-E. So uh, Alice Tweedy, if you're if you're listening, uh, I'm sorry that your name is spelled wrong um, in The Art of the Muppets, which is otherwise a wonderful book. And uh, um, I don't know. You should come be on Tough Pigs if you're listening. For yes, some reason, yes, you're if, listening if to you're this listening, show. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk. Anyway, so uh, both of you got ten points, right? And let me just do a little bit of math to add up your scores here. Thirty. Score is math to math. Tie game. Hmm. Okay. So here are our scores. Joe, you have 44 points. Ryan, you have 53 points. And now we're going to move into our final round. Say the word. Now, in this round, which is kind of like Final Jeopardy, I am going to ask both of you one challenging question about a Muppet production. After you hear the question, you're each going to send me your guess as well as the point value. You can hear the question before you send me your, your, the point value that you're going to bet, right? So you can bet any amount of points that you have. You're going to hear the question first before you send it in. Here's the question. You know, 
when I record Habawa, sometimes it feels like I have an audience of just one person. In the pilot of the Jim Henson Hour, the Muppets learn that one of their key demographics is one person. It's a man played by Jerry Nelson in an on-screen cameo. What is the name of the Muppets' key demographic? All right. Well, you both answered the same thing, and somehow you both <laughs> answered right. The answer is Mr. Harry Stapleton. Did we both write the Mr.? You both wrote the Mr. as well. Which That's how think, he's introduced. I was about to say, is how they refer to him in that episode of the Jim Henson Hour. Wow, I, I, I thought that would be a little harder. I should have known better. Can I just say, for me, this is one of those things that my parents taped off TV that I watched a million times growing up. So th also, that episode I, I specifically. Think, I think this was one of those things too, where like, you know, Ryan and I used to, we, we lived together for many years. And uh, I feel like this was like something that we talked about a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I just feel like for some reason, his name came up in conversation a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were both so confident that you both bet all of your points which means that the score is, you know, roughly the same. Joe with 88 points and Ryan with 106 points. Uh, so, Ryan, uh, once again, it seems, you have bested Joe to be our <laughs> toughest pig. And possibly, oh. the, possibly the toughest pig of us all, at, at least for now. So, so what do I get for the person who has everything? the person who's already won a, a prize from me. Well, um, hmm. uh, so you can get your choice of um, me writing the Fraggle Rock articles that I owe you and I'm supposed to have done. <laughs> uh, or um, uh, um, all three of these plush baby bears that for some reason <laughs> I have Three of the three bears, except they're all baby bear. <laughs> now wow. remember, if you take the baby bears, I don't have to write any of my Fraggle Rock articles, <laughs> I promised. Um, let me just, those are just little tiny baby bear plushes. Yeah, they're, uh, so uh, I will say, and I can post an image uh, for those at home, Wow. Uh, there was a promotion for the 50th anniversary where they did blind box plush uh, plush toys. Uh, and there is an amazing savings store uh, not too far from my uh, apartment. And they still are selling them. Because the thing about amazing oh. savings, for those of you who don't live in the New York City area... It's one of those like closeout stores that just gets like, oh, yeah, merchandise yeah. after other stores don't want them anymore. And they sell them at like a deep discount. So whenever I would swing by, I would pick up like one or two boxes. And the thing about blind box toys, for those of you who haven't collected them, there's always one toy that's more common than the others. <laughs> the one for this is Baby Bear. 
Oh, wow. I think I've had six baby bear plushes at one point, but I keep sending them to people, like anyone who might want a baby bear plush. And the secret is, I'm really sorry, David Redman. And I know, I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, and I love baby bear, but no one wants a baby bear plush. I, I kept buying these, hoping to get Mr. Snuffleupagus or Prairie Dawn or the special Chase plush, which was Orange Oscar, which is oh, not wow. labeled on the back of the box, but is the hmm. secret Chase plush. Instead, I just got Baby Bear. Wow. Well, I do like Baby Bear also, but I don't think I need three of him. And I really do want to read those Fraggle Rock articles. So I think I will go with you completing your Fraggle Rock articles. Okay, so I will continue to, to do my job. Got it. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the end of another one. And guests, where can people find you uh, if you wish to be found? Uh, let's start with Joe. Sure. Let's start with, with the loser tough pig. Yeah, well, that's uh, why I'm starting with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I followed that, that thread. I, I know what we're talking about here. Um, well, I mean, of course, you know, tough pigs on social media, tough pigs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com, etc. That's, that's the place to be. Um, if you actually want to follow me, my personal accounts, um, I don't know why you would, but I'm Joe Hennis on Twitter and I am tough pigs, Joe on Instagram where I post nothing. And <laughs> Ryan, uh all of the tough pigs things that joe just said um did you say patreon uh usually i, I say it but uh you oh. guys can say it this time if you want uh <laughs> we'll just say if, it all at once yeah patreon, patreon. <laughs> uh if you like what you're hearing if you like what the 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 specific brand of nerdery that that we all uh, put out there then consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash tough pigs um also for me personally i'm on twitter at me ryan Rowe, and i'm on letterboxd at movies are neat if you want to see my opinions about movies um including but not limited to muppet movies i've been trying to do more logging of movies there um i also sorry i want to uh also mention because we talked about the patreon we also have a t public page if you want some oh yes i was gonna mention that Oh, okay. I'll let you say that one. All right. So we have a T public, public page uh, uh, with a lot of really great uh, merch logos for most of our podcasts. Um, some, uh, some stuff related to Muppet Wiki, uh, a lot of Tough Pigs logos and weird fun fonts and some other really cool stuff. You know, my- I, will, I should say we, Joe designed a pair of matching t-shirt designs. Ryan, that... I was just about to talk about the matching t-shirt <laughs> Sorry. designs. No, I want to talk about the t-shirt So I was just going to say, you know, my my partner and I, uh, we, we got those uh, around Christmas. Uh, I have a shirt now that says um, Gonzo the Great as Charles Dickens, and they have a shirt that says and Rizzo the Rat as himself. Uh, yeah, so... they're great. It doesn't have to be Christmas time to no. wear those. You Any, know, you could you be can... Charles Dickens any month of the year. Oliver yeah. Twist is Dickens Christmas did other themed. things than write a Christmas book. Yeah, you know, you could, it could be because you're a big fan of of Great Expectations or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's Gonzo as Charles Dickens narrating a tale of two cities. 
And yeah, Rizzo, exactly. Rizzo is himself all the time in 100% of Muppets <laughs> right. Tonight episodes. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, uh, of course, I usually talk about all the places that you can find Tough Pigs online. Uh, but we kind of already covered that. We ruined it. And then I was going to talk a little bit about Patreon and why supporting us on Patreon is good. But you ruined that, too. Uh, Ryan, does Mr. Harry Stapleton support us on Patreon? Oh, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know if he still does. He might have uh, canceled his, mm. uh, his support a couple of months back. We'll have we, to we double check. We should put more, uh, more Bean Bunny on, on Tough Pigs. That'll yeah, oh, he well, loves he Bean, was, Bean Bunny, yeah. He was pretty disappointed that we informed him that Fraggle Rock was always woke. Um, <laughs> oh. and, uh, <laughs> Wait, no, I don't like thinking about it. Yeah, no, 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 I don't like that people. either. <laughs> <laughs> he likes things that are warm and rousing. Is that what he says? I don't remember. I mean, I remember he likes Bean Bunny. That was the so whole he joke. should like Fraggle Rock. Yeah, that's true. If you like Bean Bunny, you like Fraggle Rock. That guy's yeah. basically Wembley, except not as good as Wembley. Um, and of course, I'd like to thank some people for helping out um, our guests, uh, but also thanks to Stacy Rosen uh, for writing the theme music for this show, and uh, also thanks to Mr. Poodle Pants for appearing in thirty-two percent of all Muppets Tonight <laughs> episodes. And I'll never forget that. Yeah, you won't. And thanks to all of you at home for being with us on Habawa, the Muppet Quiz Show. You know, this is technically our season finale, uh, so I do want to thank you all for uh, hanging out with us. And thanks to you for hosting the best game show podcast. Thank you. Ever. Yeah. This this whole season has been just incredible, and people message me all the time to just tell me how great Habawa is. Joe, yeah, so quick question. Congratulations. Has Mr. Harry Stapleton messaged you uh, about how great Habawa <laughs> he is? Hasn't. I hope he's okay. I feel like we should reach out to him mm. just to say hi, just to check in. You know, Someone sure should that, ask like, Kermit on Twitter uh, if he hears from him still. Wow. All right, we're going to do that. We're okay, great. Gonna do that. We're going we're gonna to tweet. We're going to well, tweet after wait this episode. Until this episode goes posted. Wait until this episode, goes posted. Yeah, this episode gonna... gets posted. We don't want to spoil <laughs> the answer for anyone at home. Of course not. Um, but uh, we will be back with a season two of Haboa before too long. Uh, I've got some great ideas for a second season, and uh, hopefully it'll be good. And uh, hey, stick stick to this feed. Uh, we've got some other Tough Pigs podcasts that will be showing up on this feed before too long. Uh, Joe is making a face because that means he has to record them. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so much we also have the Moving Right Along uh, Muppet Movie podcast, which will be uh, starting a new season relatively soon. Yeah, that's right. And hey, uh, last thing I'm going to say here, we'd love to hear what you think about Hubba if you haven't reached out to us yet, right? Feel free to tell Tough Pigs on social media, or hey, I never mentioned this, but you can reach out to me at Uncle Petunio on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to hear what you what you liked and what maybe you're thinking about uh, we, should, we should try next season. So thanks for joining us, right? Uh, it really was a pleasure all season long. And, uh, you know, just one more time for the road. 32% of all episodes of Muppets Tonight <laughs> had Mr. Poodle Pants on them. They really kept trying. Go watch oh. them all. Good night, everybody. No, no. <laughs> That's why the show got canceled. <laughs>